Welcome back to another episode of Public Opinion with your hosts, Pam and Vanetta. Hello there, Vanetta. Hello, hello. You look very tall. I don't know why. Maybe you just come. I don't know. You like, you like you looking down on me. I don't know if I like that. But <laughs> I mean, looking down on me. I mean, doesn't everybody? Uh, no. <laughs> How we, tall are you? Uh, tall enough. <laughs> I'm not as tall three. as you, but yeah, I'm five. I'm five one. You are what? I'm five, almost five fives. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm almost five six. Oh, you're tall. Well, I'm not. But at any rate, we we are excited about having another episode. I just look forward to a lot of discussions that we have and the people that we discussion that the people that we have on the show. And this week, I'm I'm looking forward to it because we are going to be talking about men and and their emotions and all of this and that and which is important i think it's important for us um you know just to understand you know the male emotions and the state that they have and you know with everything on their plate and what society thinks of them do you hate grocery shopping well then save yourself that trip to the market instacart delivers groceries in as fast as 30 minutes They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Instacart, it does all of that for you for one low monthly fee and you get free delivery on your first order over $10. So follow the link in the show notes. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. So uh, we have some uh, very dynamic uh, guests this week. One of our guests, you know, is my son, Brian. And so uh, we also have another gentleman. How did you secure him? Yes. How did I get him? And then we then we have another gentleman who's going to be on the show uh, to discuss this. So we are, I'm looking forward to this discussion. And please continue to watch us when we just have our own conversations, when Vanetta and I have our tea times. And um, every now and then my daughter and I get together and we have discussions as well. So just continue to follow us on Facebook as well as on YouTube and Instagram. But we are going to get started and meet our guests for this week. So let's get started. Our first guest is Sir William. Sir William is a meditation coach certified from Harvard and FIU since 2018, bringing R-A-S-T-A chai meditation genre to the public has been Sir William and his team's mission. RASTA is an acronym for Release All Stress, Tension, Anxiety, which is needed in the world greatly. Utilizing his nonprofit organization, Hattie's Helpers, to spread love to the community in many ways in Cleveland, Ohio, that has been a driving goal for him. Next, we have Brian Morton. Brian is a relations manager at J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. All right, so let's get started and meet our guests for this week. All right, so thank you all very much for agreeing to be participants on the show this week. I'm really looking forward to this discussion and seeing what you all have to say about the public opinion question. And it wouldn't be public opinion if we did not have a public opinion question of the week. So let's see what that question is. Does society prevent men from expressing their emotions? What does the new man look like and can he be vulnerable? 
All right. So I I want you all really to answer the first part of that question. And then the second part we're going to talk about during the actual panel discussion. So I'm going to let Sir William go first and you have two minutes to answer the question. Go ahead. Does society let men express their emotions? Um, hmm. I would have to say. Not really, if we're talking about society, um, just because it's not really accepted or used to. When I'm thinking about society, it's like, all right, what is society used to? What's accepted? And it's not it's always. um, Not really uh, people don't people aren't used to it. So therefore, if I'm expressing my emotions, I'm not used to expressing my emotions. People aren't used to hearing men express their emotions or, or what's, what's really going on. So as a societal standpoint, it's taken differently or awkwardly. Uh, it's not as we're not as used to hearing the man's point of view, his trials, his, uh, you know, what I'm saying what's really going on. Uh, for, say, kind of compared to women, it's like we used to hearing them, hearing them out, listening to what they say. And the women is used to expressing what how they feel. And, you know, society just isn't used to hearing them. Um, you know, the, the men's emotions. And then sometimes it can be so much as well. So it's like, it's like the quiet kid. It's like, oh, he quiet. But then it's like, when something happens, it's like, yo, <laughs> something's up. You know what I'm saying? So then it, so it could kind of uh, take people by surprise. Uh, All right. All right. Now, Brian, I'm give you two minutes also. Go ahead. Um, I would actually kind of, uh, say on the flip side, I think that, um, you know, to your point that I would disagree on it just because I would say that now more than ever, um, men are now being looked at to like show their feelings. Um, now you do make a great point as to like, you know, growing up, like, you know, it's always like, you know, boys don't cry, suppress your feelings, keep that in. I will say you have probably had a changing of the tide over the last, you know, I'd say five to six years, just in regards to just, you know, mental health. And, you know, a big proponent of that is a lot of the athletes, especially have been very big proponents on mental health. But more importantly, like, you know, you see public figures. um, I mean, I think back to, you know, President or former President Barack Obama crying during, you know, Sandy Hook when that happened and like, you know, seeing him shed a tear or, you know, you had former Congressman John Boehner always crying all the time. Um, and in the past, it would be looked at as to like, you know, oh, you're, you're too soft or why is he crying? But I, I will say, unfortunately, in our community, and that's in the black community, uh, we often are uh, we're told or not just told, but like we suppress our feelings a little bit more um, than some of our other counterparts. Um, so, I mean, I definitely agree in, in, in regards to like when you're looking at certain segments of different communities, especially in the black community, you know, you know, we, we definitely keep our emotions on, you know, if you hear people talk about going to a therapist, you know, we might like look at, look at them, like, why are you doing that? Opposed to, you know, you do see a lot of other people where, you know, going to a therapist nowadays is just like, you know, like going to the doctor. Um, so I, I think that in the past things have been a little bit different, but now, uh, moving forward in the future, Definitely, it's changing. Uh, it's just not changing quick enough. All right. I like both of those perspectives. And like you said, Brian, um, you said uh, maybe in the past or you see this this tide that is changing now in our society where it is a little bit more um, acceptable. And to your point, Sir William, 
Um, I do believe that there is still issues, especially in our Black communities, that don't so much allow men to be as expressive as we may have want want them to be, and in um, other segments of society, especially with this whole um, push towards mental health. So what has your own personal experience been like um, for both of you um, when it comes to situations where you may want to express yourself? Are you Do you feel comfortable doing it or, or what? And William, you want to answer that? I, uh, let me see. I'm thinking, um, uh, do I feel comfortable expressing myself? Not really, just because of repetition. Like we feel comfortable with what we repetitively are used to. Mm-hmm. And so you're not used to, you know what I'm saying, expressing your emotions and all that. Um, even thinking deeply enough. Now, some people, some, some men might be the opposite of how I am, but I'm, I was never like, a deep thinker when it came to stuff that was like going bad, even growing up, stuff that was going on just in childhood. It's like I wasn't ever a deep thinker with the negative. And I feel like that was a good thing. So therefore, I, I um, you know what I'm saying? If it, I wouldn't have a bunch of traumas going on in my head, I would like act out right there in that moment if it was like mm. a situation. But I wouldn't be in my head so much. And that's where I see people get driven crazy for real, thinking too much. <laughs> when that could be okay. Good- so what you're saying is you would act out rather than saying what was wrong with you. You, you know, you're saying that maybe no, he wouldn't internalize it. He's saying he would address it, right? Yeah, yeah. If it was needed to be said in that in that moment. I would address it. And that's like through the whole teenage years and all that type of stuff. It's like, I won't let something just fester in my mm-hmm. head or go on in my mind. It's like, they, they thought I had an attitude problem because it'd be a big blow up. Gotcha. And I'll be cool right after. I'll be mm-hmm. cool as long as I just got it out and all of that yeah. type of stuff. And then it's all cool. It's like, I won't be in my head mm-hmm. for too long just thinking on negative stuff. Now, when you say um, people thought you had an attitude, would you really say what was wrong with you or would you just more or less kind of blow up? And because I think that's a problem also. I think sometimes people may not express themselves fully because like you said, growing up, you may not express it, but you may just, you know, kind of like blow up to the point where people would think that you have an anger management problem or something, but really you just were trying to express yourself. Is that what you were experiencing? Yes. Especially in the environment Mm -hmm. uh, stuff that just go on in teenage years and how people Mm -hmm. people and stuff like that. So I would just handle stuff as soon as something even almost mm-hmm. happened. And but uh that may have been from uh like trauma or something like that that I didn't even notice that I was mm-hmm. that was affecting me in the household. I didn't even notice it. So maybe I was taking that out on other people, maybe all my peers was taking it out on each other. Right. You know, but uh yeah, that was basically it. Mm-hmm. And then Brian though, like what you said, um for a lot of people now going to see, you know, maybe a therapist is not as stigmatic as it used to be in the past. And I think that's a good thing too, because there's this stigma with mental health and people don't want to go and talk to people. Or sometimes people feel like I'm fine. I'll just go have a drink, you know, or I'll, you know, smoke a joint (laughs) or something, you know, they just feel like, yeah, you know, work it out like that. So what do you all think the new man looks like then? Um, 
knowing that now it's kind of okay, you know, society does, you know, accept more when men are more expressive in their emotions. So what does that translate to the new man? And does it, it doesn't mean that you're a feminine, you know what I mean? But what does that look like, you know, for, for men who, um, want to express themselves? What do you think that looks like now? I mean, I think that like, when you look at, I mean, you see the Gen Z right now where, and I say that like, you know, Gen Z, they're very open on expressing themselves and more than ever, you know, you have, you have men that are, that feel more empowered to be uh, expressive with themselves, whether it's the way that they dress, the way that they look, the way that they talk, um, you know, that generation has been pushing that, that movement to be a little bit more expressive. Um, so, I mean, I do think that like, you know, the new man, um, you know, quote unquote, definitely a lot of people like, you know, unfortunately they look at their athletes and they look at different figures like that as like, mm-hmm. you know, role models more than, you know, the people that are in their own, in their own home. Um, and when you look at that, where it's like, you know, all of these athletes have uh, a different, uh, medium where they can actually express themselves, whether it's, you know, via a podcast, like we're doing right now, or, you know, being more vocal, you know, out in the community. Um, definitely think that when you are seeing a lot of men, especially, and, you know, white men, black men, you name it, you know, I I look at Kevin Love, he was a very big proponent of talking about mental health and those issues. Um, You know, unfortunately, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like human beings sometimes don't want to admit that they have a problem or that Uh they have an issue. Um, Uh But so like, you know, Sir William was saying that, you know, sometimes it could be a, uh, looked at through aggression sometimes, you know, especially when, with men. Because, um, I mean, if you look at the statistics, especially with, you know, people who are committing mass murders, they're typically men and men are typically suppressing a lot of our anger, mm-hmm. a lot of our emotion in and then you blow up at the last minute. And, um, you know, then you want to look back and like, man, maybe I should have made a, a difference or, you know, domestic mm-hmm. violence issues typically mm-hmm. occur. Because, you know, people are not expressing how they feel to one another. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they take out their anger on one another. So I think there's different, you know, areas where people are, um, you know, able to express themselves. I do think that the new man has those avenues. But unfortunately, again, like, you know, socio socioeconomic benefits when you look at it, where especially still in the black community, you know, if you don't have, you know, a different job that can afford you the the ability to go and speak to a therapist or go and speak to somebody that you really feel comfortable with, you know, you, you'll see that difference, obviously, when you look at the white community and the black community, having those resources necessary to just go out and talk to somebody, but really not being like, you know, you know excuse my French, where like you're being called a bitch by acting <laughs> a certain type of way, you know, because that's how, you know, people look at you if you are coming across as being soft. So, you know, I, I just yeah. use that as an example of just like, you know, language that people use, those things mm-hmm. as well, growing up. And I think that hopefully that's going to change in the future, but there's still a little bit more work to be done. So the narrative hasn't changed that much. Usually uh, for our men, for therapy, it's a reaction to something that has occurred negative. You end up in therapy due, through the penal system or through mm-hmm. uh, out a behavior that was so negative that you have to go to therapy. Uh, as young men, do you ever say to your friends, like maybe, man, you should go talk to someone um, that there's a better way to handle this? I mean, is that part of the conversation? Yeah, that is interesting. Like, William, with your like with, with your peers or whatever, your friends, um, 
do you all talk about like your emotions or like you, you if you have a friend you say hey man what's what's going on you can tell something's wrong do you find that they open up to you or is that is that something that is normal that you know amongst um especially men of your age yeah yes we uh really sometimes have one-on-one conversations and that's when it can get the real the real stuff the deep you know what i'm saying what's really mm-hmm. going on situations and all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff um, but I, I like what what you said, you know what I'm saying, um, Vanetta, when you said, do we ask, do we take that step to say, you might want to get therapy or have you thought about getting therapy? I don't think that we've said it that that much. Now, the conversations are very helpful when we're talking one on one because you get it out. You know what I'm saying? You're talking to your bro. You get out what's on your chest. or You know what I'm saying? You hear what the bro is saying and then you give good, good logic and understanding of a situation. But we don't. Well, in my experience, uh, we don't suggest therapy unless it's like somebody who really, really needed. Then I might have said something to somebody who was like so far off. But then before it gets to that point, like you said, the preventative, you know, has to I ask you, though, about your bio. And if and because I thought this was interesting, how would you utilize meditation? in dealing with your emotions and, and explain uh, what it is that you do as a meditation coach. Okay. So meditation coaching, it, it came from a depressive time. Um, just gun violence. And uh, one of my God brothers had uh, passed away in 2015. And so all of that plus poverty can create a feeling of depression. And I don't like, I like to end stuff quick as soon as I feel stuff. So even t- internally. So um, as soon as I felt that, uh, took the whole prayer, the whole um, worship, everything that I was already into, studying and stuff like that and, and doing, I took it to a new level because now the depression is hitting. So the meditation has helped with the deep breathing and also in spreading it in different programs and schools because there are hotheads out there. So you put all the rest in the hotheads and we're more and they're more able to to just speak their minds all, all the time, that emotional type mm-hmm. dudes who's hot-headed in the DNA. We gonna need some meditation. We gonna need some deep breathing. So I studied the science of it. After once I noticed how it worked for me, uh, it grows the gray matter in our brain, and that's emotional stability. That's decision making. There's so much going on when you do take the deep breaths, uh, including brain growth with the gray matter. So it's it's a bunch for the youth to take into consideration. Okay, so that I like that. So. So meditation is a way also of of dealing with your emotions uh, based upon what you're saying. And I have a lot of people that I have on my docket um, as a magistrate. And one of the services that they have to go to is anger management. Um, And there seems to be a big problem with anger management. And I do believe that some of it does come because people don't understand how to deal with their emotions. And that's some of the things that they teach them when they go to these anger management classes. And meditation is one of the things that uh, people have told me that they told them to do. Journaling, um, you know, writing things down. A lot of times people don't even understand anything about, you know, sit down, write write down your thoughts and your feelings um, so that you can express them and take time. And like what you said, take a deep breath and step back and think about things before you say it. And so I think that's helpful for everybody, not just men, but I do believe that men can help, that can help them, um, you know, to express themselves is to do meditation. 
first of all, think about what I'm I'm going to uh, say before I say it, write right. things down uh, and not be afraid to just tell people, look, I'm not having a good day. I'm feeling depressed. Like you said, nothing wrong with saying, you know, I feel depressed. And so I do believe that this new man and the uh, and the way people approach in society is to be a little bit more accepting of the fact that men do have feelings just like everybody else. There's nothing wrong. The healthcare system is changing as well for this new man, as we call him. Uh, we have wraparound services. We understand that physical health is connected to mental health mm-hmm. and mental health is also connected to social economic status. Mm-hmm. So these are wraparound services. And once we combine all of those, I believe you work with the full person just because Absolutely. my heart is ticking doesn't mean my heart isn't broken. It, right. Yep. That's so very good. good. I think, yeah, Tim, to your point, Manetta, I mean, you make a good point where you know, I think, um, a lot of these companies, they actually, you know, find that, you know, it starts kind of sometimes with that mental health. You know, if right. you lose somebody on that mental health, then then that could lead to alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And that leads to alcoholism. That leads to, you know, either, you know, that person being without a job them finding somebody else now or their health care premiums going up because, you know, they have to pay out health care premiums. So when you I, I haven't really kind of thought full circle on that what you just said but that kind of does make sense when you look at it because at the end of the day it's another thing just like anything else like you know the mental health doesn't just stop with like you know one race you know it affects everyone you know mm-hmm. you, you, you hear and it's crazy where you'll see like you know ceos and these large people who you hear committing suicide um all the time and you're like how does this person do that and they make all this money right but it doesn't matter how much money is somebody's mm-hmm. making, you know, like you said, the heart could be beating, but it could also be broken. So definitely think that that's a good point. Yeah. I also uh, remember uh, it was something about uh, uh, going, uh, going into yourself as a man. We need to admit that we have that. Some people saying, yo, sir, you got to act like you really like, be blowing up sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking, I'm just being myself, protecting my family and all that type of stuff. But it's more than the average person would do in that situation, which is a good thing when when we grow and become leaders because now we do be the best we can with all of our heart. And, but uh, before that point hits, these teenagers need to know, have coping me- me- mechanisms and also yeah. uh, admit that you got angry problems <laughs> admit, yeah. admit myself if I, if whatever the problem may be that we dealing with admitting it yeah. to ourselves is that first step and that's that's what, what that's the word that's being spread uh around you know what i'm saying with the the mental health wise with emotional stability among the men like admitting it ourselves yeah you you have yeah. to you have to admit that you we don't have an answer for everything and that's another thing i think as men i think men you know we tend to want to look to you all as our protector, as, um, you know, the person that can't be vulnerable because we need you to be strong, you know, you know, and so there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I don't have all the answers for anything, but, um, you know, I'm gonna do the best I can rather than just creating a wall basically and not letting people in. And I think, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead. I, I now start thinking about just like how people are raised, you know, um, you know, now more than ever, you have the new generations raising kids, you know, myself, I'm a, I'm a new father. 
and I look at how, you know, how do I want to raise my child? Or, you know, you look at how do people or how were we raised? And even, you know, my generation being, you know, I'm 33 years old, we are raised where it's, you know, men suck it up. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, just the term suck it up. Uh, don't cry. <laughs> Go out there. Uh, rub some dirt on push, it. Push uh, through. You'll be all right. Push yeah. through. Don't yeah. cry. Now, you know, and then women typically or girls growing up would be, you know, coddling more than ever where it's like, you know, they skin their knee, like, you know, go running towards Mm -hmm. and seeing what's going on. And like, it starts ingrained in us at such a young age where then you just learn that like, you know, well, this is how it's supposed to be. Um, And then it's hard to kind of like, you know, get rid of those layers over the years when you're often told or taught that this is just how, you know, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. Now, I do think that we're doing a, a better job, obviously, now more than ever, where, you know, we're kind of blurring those lines where it's like, you know, just because you're a man or just because you're a woman, you could, we both have the same emotions. We both can be yeah. feeling the same type of a way. And you, that person is not lesser just because they are crying or that they are expressing themselves differently. Right. Men do that to their sons. I remember my little boy broke his arm playing, uh, football and my son was like if you my husband was like if you can get up walk off walk off this field I was like you don't have to walk off this field they got a stretcher right here but he was like get up well and I mean and then the crowd applaud because he walked but that was unless he was a little boy he was nine years old with a broken arm in three places okay right they are told to suck it up what's wrong with you okay you know, just carry yeah. your arm behind you yeah. just get on off this field I mean it's just a difference but I also think which is very important for anyone's health men women children is that we don't think of going to see a therapist as you're crazy as you're the person who's walking down the street talking to themselves or howling at the moon just sometimes you need another perspective or just some support in where you are we have to change that narrative of thinking that it's only because you're out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes you have to have that support from the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, you know, right. you have to surround yourself with good friends that can know when something is wrong and yeah. just could be that sounding board for you to just like, you know, talk to. And if you have a friend that is unable to do so, then maybe they shouldn't be your friend. I just think that it's yeah. people that surround yourself with that are able to just kind of listen to you, mm-hmm. offer up that opinion. And sometimes just like listen, maybe say one thing and, then, you know, allow you to figure it out. But it at least just comes across that they're actually listening opposed to, oh, man, we don't have to talk about that. We don't got time for that. You know, that's yeah. just you know, and those, then those we are not ha- the people that you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. And we have to get away from that whole assigning, okay, this is girly or this is for a boy. And that's why, Brian, if you remember when when you were growing up, I had you, you, you were cooking. I made you wash, you know, dishes. I made you uh, wash the clothes, you know, do all kinds of whatever it is that's in the house to do. You have to do it. It's not just like, okay, this is for the girl to do. This is for the boy to do. And I think that's helpful. Um, also in, um, in making men feel like this is normal, you know, and not just a girly type thing so that there, when you get older, you don't so much feel like, okay, I can't do this because men don't do that. Whereas, you know, everybody does, you know what I mean? I think it, that's the way we should approach raising our kids. Also, I've always thought that it's just important uh, to be mindful of our mental health early uh, and to make sure that, um, 
we are taking care of our mental health at a very early age so that you don't get to the point where, you know, you don't know how to recognize that certain things might, you know, be wrong or that you need to go and talk to somebody or, or something like that. And, um, Go ahead, uh, William. We had lost you for a minute. Uh, um, let me see. So, all right. So I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. So I'm teaching K through eight. I'm noticing that the younger generation, they're a little different, especially I'm, I, I was born in 90 as well. I was born in 90. So it's like our generation, We, I'm noticing the difference, the big difference between how we were in elementary and how they were in elementary. And it's kind of a huge difference. One of those are with the way that they express themselves emotionally. Sometimes it could be through the roof on a whole nother scale. And like I said, if we can cultivate society and motivate them to be leaders early and motivate them to be serious and really unify with each other, all that energy would be good. But mm-hmm. it's also a turn. If you have the boys being overly emotional, you can't have that because we know what ages they're walking into about to be teenagers and what's out there for them and so um and how much pressure that we under as teens so if you got that high level of emotion uh without the balance of the deep breath that's why i get into the science of it you know uh this how it affects us to a cellular level just by taking long deep breaths through the whole day and i tell the students it grows your brain it grows the gray matter inside of your brain so you can literally grow your brain with taking the deepest breaths possible mm. then you got balance yes express yourself express your emotions if you mm-hmm. feel the way Say it, but if you got that without the balance, you got one wing without the other wing, that plane going down. So, (laughs) you know, we're gonna have to fly like an eagle for real with with both, you know what I'm saying? Express yourself, but there's natural things that the deep breath does to your brain and to your cellular level, to your cellular system that is gonna have to be implemented in our culture. Mm. Well, it would probably help if a lot of people take a deep breath because. I, I, you look at even people, you know, that we consider to be our our political leaders, they need to take some deep breaths you know, as far as I'm concerned. So there, that, there's something to be said about that. I always and I joke, but I do tell people a lot of times you need to take a nap. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't go to a therapist or anything, but I do believe there's something to be said about just resting your mind and your body, you know, and and. And if you have a problem, just go and talk to somebody. And it doesn't matter. It's not going to make you, a, um, you know, a feminine. It's not going to make you a girly man. It's not going to make you a punk or anything like that. What it's going to do is make you a person that has control over your mental as well as your physical health. And you're, you're getting the necessary help that you need. But I do like the shift, like you said, Brian, the, the the tide that is turning in our society because we are becoming more accepting of of people in general and of of different situations, allowing men to express their emotions and creating a space for them to do that where they're not going to be judged and made to feel like, you know, I can't say this. My my dad is going to talk about me or, you know, my my uncle going to say, oh, man, you know, and even if they say it, people need to step up and say, "Uh, uh-uh, it's okay. It's nothing wrong with that. And so I think, Brian, as a new dad, uh, it's important for you to just show your daughter that you have, you know, emotions and that, you know, there's nothing wrong with it while still being the nurturer and the provider and the the strength that she needs. So you need to to show that men can be loving 
and that, you know, they can express their emotions and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't know, uh, William, if you have any kids or anything like that, but I know you said you're a teacher, so you can continue to do that. You have an extremely uh, important role uh, in teaching our young men the same thing. You know, that's a big responsibility on your part as well. And I have a 14 year old daughter. Oh, and, wow. You know, I've been um, showing her the meditation, the, the mm-hmm. behind it. So she she gets it. And, and we just need more more of her peers. That's why that's why I got out into the uh, the school systems and the program so much. Like it has to be a whole culture shift. Mm-hmm. Um, the knowledge part, I think that's a key piece. If we knew what the deep breath was actually doing, even holding the breath, mm-hmm. you taking it and you holding it. We don't we hear about stem cell research, but they don't tell us the science that holding the breath stimulates stem cell growth. Mm. Stimulates well, you don't want to hold your breath too much where you pass out, though. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. That's for sure. <laughs> Does it, do you all have anything else that you want to just say by way of closing? Because our time is is drawing uh, to a close. But just didn't want didn't know if either one of you have any parting words that you want to say. Uh, I mean, I, I would just say, I mean, just to close, I mean, I think that um, listening to, you know, you bringing up like the new generation that you're teaching, um, I think to like us, we're kind of stuck in the middle being millennials where, you know, we've been in the workforce now for over 10 years. So, you know, you have your your bosses who are our parents' age and even a little older and you have people that are coming in. So the millennials have been taught like, you know, kind of by the older generation how to be, and you have the new generation kind yeah. of pulling us into how it's supposed to be. And it's kind of weird where it's like the people, you know, like us, where we've, we've been taught one way, but we are kind of like having to do a corrective turn mm-hmm. uh, and a pivot early mm-hmm. on in our careers. And sometimes even when I look in like, you know, you'll express yourself one way uh, at, at the house differently than what you might express mm-hmm. yourself at your you know your place of business so definitely think that it's it's a a interesting uh time to be kind of like you know going through life especially when people who are the millennials that are like you know often the late 20s to you know mid 40s yeah and william Uh, you have anything you want to say yeah definitely a a good word of advice would be for the public all ages we got to stop taking stuff so personal yes Um, so easily offended because mm-hmm. on a community journey, you're gonna run into little stuff that shouldn't even be taken yep. that seriously. That like I said, I wasn't a big thinker growing up. I think mm-hmm. that's a because stuff can get into people's mind and they'll get easily annoyed or all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And that's serious. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that that would be one of my things. Let's stop taking stuff so personal on this journey. Cause how are we gonna unify if we ain't if we ain't um yeah. together? I think, and, that, and uh, you know, we had a show, uh, some about that has social media and everything caused people to start taking things too personal. And I think it's because of the facts that you have likes and all of this and people, you know, all are so wrapped up into having friends and having followers and having all this and that. And then people say this uh, and it gets into social media and you're right. And people right. take everything too seriously. And I, and I think you do need to take a step back. And just enjoy, you know, the view without uh, having to get all wrapped up into what somebody else is saying about you and what they think about you. And I think that really 
to wrap all this up speaks to men. And it, because if men weren't so concerned, maybe with how other people perceive them, then maybe they would have that space to really just express themselves in. And we have, as a society, have to create that space for them to, to just feel like they can just open up and be the, be the person that they really authentically are and, and that they can be. So this has been a great discussion. Thank you all again so very much for being participants on the show. See you Thank next time. Thank you. Oh, Vanessa, that was an interesting conversation. I like how we had we had two different perspectives, really. Right, but right. actually, it kind of came together. But right. um, I, and I think that what's good about it is that everybody has an opinion, mm-hmm. and they, and they showed it because uh, one was far more conservative, and the other one was a, a, like expansion of the universe mm-hmm. type of attitude. Yeah, but you know what? Is whatever works. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's important. What's important is to not bottle up your feelings. Correct. And now I do believe that this is the best time. Actually, this the really the society that we're living in now, I think is the best time for men to really look in and see who they are and be able to feel comfortable in expressing themselves and they not see. being judged and not being called, you know, whatever names that people right. have often called men. Uh, I think as we, we um, as new generations usher in, as how we raise our boys is different. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that men are allowed to express their emotions. Because as I said earlier, physical health has a great deal to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. It sure does. And I mean, you can feel, let's say if your body is in tip top shape, but you're depressed, then you still don't get out there and exert yourself. You don't get the opportunity to show that great Mm -hmm. prowess off that you have because you're, you're shut down, you're closed off. Right. And one thing I can say about both of our husbands is that they have never been really afraid of, they may not communicate as well. But as far as the expressions of emotions, they they, yeah. they neither one of them have any any problem. And I am guilty of calling my husband, you know, girly and things yeah. like that. I know you have. <laughs> okay, and yours as well. I've said it, and I'm wrong. Okay, yes, you are wrong. You are so wrong. <laughs> I, you will, are... I have learned. I'm learning as of today. I oh. will not make that choice anymore. But it, it, I come from a different generation. Yeah. I never I saw my father ever shed a tear mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And, you know, I don't cry as much as my husband cries, but it's just, that just is me, though. He always said, he always calls me a gangster. Yeah. You're just a gangster. You got a rock for a heart. That's all I always say. Yeah. Ice water running through my veins. But none of that is true. And if you... None of it is true. But if you enjoyed this show and if you enjoy watching us, continue to watch us on uh, YouTube as well as Facebook. And if you don't uh, have time to watch the show, uh, listen on the go wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, we'll see you for another episode of Public Opinion. Bye-bye. Bye.